Hi everyone, I'm Karen Karitzer, CEO of the ARC and Ida Lewis, and together with Heather Evans, our Vice President of Development, we host the ARC Waves podcast. ARC Waves shares best practices and habits of diverse performers and leaders. These inspiring leaders are from all stages of the leadership wheel, from seasoned CEOs to emerging leaders, risk takers and innovators, for-profit and not-for-profit. Our guests are trailblazers, serving as beacons for those striving to be outstanding leaders in the disabilities field and beyond. Welcome to ARC Waves. Today we speak with Assemblyman Brian Miller, a resident of New Hartford, New York, who was elected to the New York State Assembly in 2016. His district covers parts of seven different counties in New York State, and he serves on six different committees in the Assembly. We hosted Assemblyman Miller this past September, where he was able to see our new bakery in the works and talk with us about the challenges facing the intellectual and developmentally disabled community. Welcome, Assemblyman Miller. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a uh, pleasure to be with, uh, with you here at the ARC. Well, thank you. You have been such a great supporter of the ARC and Ida Lewis, uh, people with developmental disabilities and their families. And um, in fact, in 2019, you rallied in support of direct care workers, such as our direct support professionals in our agency. Um, I know that you uh, had also connected with other um, assembly men and women um, and in a larger rally that we had um, down in the Binghamton area. Uh, and that makes a huge difference in how we are supported um, by the governor and in the budget, how we are uh, seen as more respect uh, in our field when that happens and we get the support of multiple um, politicians and legislators. And I, I just really personally want to thank you for that. Um, can you share why this cause was important to you and what changes you think still need to be made? Well, first of all, I just want to talk about how, how you guys have connected with, um, I don't like the word politician, us, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're government officials. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've reached out, you've made a lot more contacts, uh, you've taken, you've asked a lot of us to come to a lot of uh, tours and see firsthand how the people of the ARC and the ARC staff interact and why this program and what you do really makes a makes a huge difference out there. What did you find or what was most um, interesting to you when you came um, on the tour to, to see Marcy? I remember that we had actually a couple tours with you um, going through, I think it was one of our Arnold Lab locations, but also our business enterprise location, I think, at Marcy. What was it that really um, stood out to you when you, you had that visit? First of all, just talking to, to, to all the workers sure. there and, and all the people and how they, you know, a lot of people go to work and don't like their job. When they go there, there's mm -hmm. a smile on their face. There's a sense of they're contributing and they're doing something. And, and you know, they, they want to, they, they, they're, they're proud of what they do. Sure. And that's that's part of the biggest thing that I I found there and just uh, just talking with them, uh, with everyone. Uh, and it wasn't just only the uh, um, the the employees, but the uh, supervisors there too. Right. You know, it was yeah. really a it was it, it, it was old time family industry. That's yes. what it was. Oh, that's you know, a great way to see that. It's Marcy is my favorite place <laughs> in the agency. Um, I ha wasn't here when you first came to visit. I hadn't started yet with the agency, but I always call it like a beehive. 
uh, because if you just first look, it looks a little bit chaotic and frenetic. Everybody's moving nonstop there. It's a very busy place. And you stop and sit back and look at it, and you realize that everybody knows their purpose, and they're moving with such a purpose and working together so well and with a smile on their face because it is community. So our um, kind of slogan is one team, one goal. And I think that's the place that really exemplifies that most. So it's very gratifying for me um, with my heart and business enterprises uh, largely to hear that you saw what they've intentionally tried to create. Oh, absolutely. You know, and being an engineer, um, I worked in the packaging uh, industry. I was a fluid power uh, sales engineer. So I'd be at Schneider Packaging or uh, other places like that. And um, in Albany, there was a design competition for a piece of equipment that was here in Marcy. That's and right. I, and I got to oh, critique wow. it down there on the floor. Yep. And I can't remember if they were SUNY Poly It was SUNY Poly. Yep. 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 And, yes. we, uh, and I critiqued their machine. And when I got to see it over here being, so being cool. used, it was really, really good. I, and I knew where it was going to go. So yeah. that, was, that yeah. was even better. Yeah. The, the expansion that we've had, even since that time that you came in to see us and we had that um, that was prototype from the students, mm-hmm. which was really wonderful. Um, the we've actually increased the the um, work that we're doing over there. We have a couple Kartner machines to help us um, uh, with the labor, and the, we have uh, people working there and working the machines. So they've really done a fantastic job uh, yeah. in expanding. But you're right on about that connection with whether it's colleges or those um, students coming in and seeing. This is the work that we're doing here with uh, people in the community, disabilities, the capabilities. You can help us. Mm -hmm. And here's one way the engineering students can do that, for example. It's a wonderful collaboration. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it was was great to be there. And, you know, we've toured different different ARC chapters. I guess that's what you guys call Mm -hmm. call it. you know, we've been in Oneana. We've uh, we've gone down to the bakery down here. Uh, mm-hmm. we do, we've toured the Oneana facility, uh, and we've been because my district's so vast, which is going to sure. be changing. I've got to I've got to you know visit a lot of other yeah. facilities along the way, but the the you know Marcy really uh, was eye opening. You know, a lot of the assembly people really don't realize. You know, there's uh, the People with disabilities out mm-hmm. there, they they feel that they're very handicapped, but they're not. They can, right. they're 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 really not any different than any of us sitting here, and and they can they can do a lot of a lot of the uh, the jobs out there that that need to be done. I right. think they're probably the most stable workforce that I've ever seen in my career. They love what they do. They come to work excited every day. Mm-hmm. They are proud of the work they do. They love the paycheck. Um, and they um, want to continue to be working in their jobs, whether it's in a business, whether it's in our Marcy location, our business enterprises. Um, we support 100 businesses in our, in our region, um, and I think that's something that people have to remember, especially if you're a business owner and you're you know, right. challenged with this workforce that we're having that's you know, people maybe not be coming back to work right away or looking for less hours. Well, we have people we support who are very interested. And very and, capable. And very capable, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, the, in the opportunities um, out there, uh, you know, whether it's in hospitality, um, whether it's in a variety of, you know, uh, restaurants or um, like we have down at Chef's Express. And I think people don't realize that this is such a, a tremendous resource 
um, not only for the people you support, you know, with mm-hmm. disabilities, but for the business, for the community. I mean, you just got to spend some time down at Chef's Express and you'll see. Oh, absolutely. How yeah. amazing the connection is. When we were yeah. there for when you guys had your grand opening. Yep. And we were yeah. there before that when we got to see what you were going to do. Right. Um, I was really surprised on all the all the aspects of the business how it works right. yes. for being performed right Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a, it's a wonderful little microcosm of, of a training center. So it's been, it's been a, a, a great adventure for me, and I've uh, been a strong advocate for, for, for what you do down in Albany. You know, and, uh, it's budget time now. When, when related bills come up, um, being there, mm-hmm. seeing what everybody does, Right, really helps us. That's right. Advocate for, yeah. for you know what happens here. This yeah, is the absolutely. first time I'm taking many questions, so I'm going to let you. That's uh, okay. Do the next one. <laughs> um, this is the first time, uh, and at least that I've been here in the last 11 years, uh, that I have seen a budget in which um, we have not had to go and um, crawl and beg, plead. Uh, for mu- something to be put into the budget. This is the first year where money was actually, where um, the governor's executive budget was very positive for us. Um, and now our job in the advocacy is a little different. We're saying, please advocate for that money to stay, mm-hmm. you know, and for to support people with disabilities, for jobs, for wage, and, you know, bonuses, et cetera. So um, it's a different, it's a different world for us now. Yeah. Well, COVID has changed a lot of things. It's been a different world for, for all of us. We have a new governor, yep. okay, and things are a, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that this continues. Uh, you know, what, what we will do is we'll, we'll work as hard as we can for mm-hmm. this to continue. But, you know, one of the biggest things we got to work on down there is we got to find ways for recruitment and retention. Yes, uh, and, absolutely. And, and, how to, and how are we going to recruit college students come in at, at mm-hmm. the upper level jobs that are, are done here yeah you know and uh we, we talked to a lot of them at, at, at binghamton down at the rally and that seems uh, to be one of the common themes everywhere mm-hmm. uh these are very difficult jobs mm-hmm. um pay structures everywhere is, are um uh, are changing yeah that's as a good way to put right it now. <laughs> you know because I'm, I'm looking for the words to you know to try to try to describe what's going yeah, on you know yeah. uh there's very important jobs right here being performed and maybe we can go to uh a coffee shop or whatever mm. and start at a higher higher wage right mm-hmm. right it's it's definitely a competitive um time in terms of wages but to your point that dsp role and and i have to say back to a point you made earlier that karen had said Thank you for advocating for those individuals, those DSPs, because I think so many times they feel invisible. Um, And one of the changes that Karen instituted was having some of the executive team go into our residences, visit with our staff, let them know that we see them, help them however we can, whether that's salting the sidewalk or taking the garbage out. How can we make them feel heard? And to have a government official like you and your fellow uh, assembly people advocating for them and for the money in the budget and continuing to tell the story about those important roles is wonderful. And I think that'll go a long way towards recruiting college students who maybe don't know that these jobs exist. Right. You're absolutely right. You know, it's funny. I got out of the I got out of the car down in Binghamton, and there was a and there was a college student. Uh, well, he was working for 
the ark down there. Okay. And um, he was going to be a speaker. And I, you know, I didn't know what he was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. He was just—he was—he was working out a speech on me before he got up to uh, <laughs> perfect to, uh, to to give his speech. But you know, we've spent times—you know—a lot of time in uh, the residences. Yep. In in, in talk to the uh, the workers there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, to say about the the, the uh, um, leadership teams going out there right now. Like, well, you guys have to go out there right now because yep. mm-hmm. uh, there's. Recruitment and retention has been uh, yeah absolutely uh, hard, and uh, you know I trying to find employees everywhere is, is trying to, is is been it's a, difficult yes you know been a real difficult situation right. yeah absolutely what um you know I'm curious you've been New Hartford for a long time what have you seen changing in the Mohawk Valley over the past maybe five or six years COVID notwithstanding but okay well we all we all got to talk about COVID because it's not done yet uh, well we got a lot of things going on you look right out here you look at the skyline mm-hmm. right down mm-hmm. here in downtown mm-hmm. Utica mm-hmm. it's uh, changing rapidly mm-hmm. we talked about that in the way down here uh, there's a lot of opportunities having and we seem to be having a rebirth of uh, of uh, the Mohawk Valley. Mm-hmm. Not not just here in the Utica area, but all along the Mohawk Valley, right mm-hmm. through Herkimer and uh, mm-hmm. uh, straight down through and out mm-hmm. past Rome, uh, you know, out, out to Oneida Lake in the Madison County. Yep. You know, a lot of good things are happening. Uh, there's a lot of uh, the the, the governor. The past governor has been really good to us here. We've uh, we you know as you see we mm-hmm. a lot of uh, business, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, uh, places. You know we got Tractor Supply. Yeah, that's um, great. You know that's a great you guys one. are in a new building here. That's right. We've been here for a while. Yeah. Uh, you got the cafe right down the that's road. Right. There's people on. Uh, hopefully the people will come back to Genesee Street. Mm-hmm. What I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow mm-hmm. up here then? Yes, I did. I, did. I grew up in Sequoia. Okay. Oh, wow. So you have a nice historical context then of kind of how it's well, changed over the years. Well, you're starting to make years. me feel real old. <laughs> well, you know, my dad went to college at uh, Utica College. Okay. And so he also has, a, you know, a pretty good history here in the area. And he'll talk about how it has changed. I remember when I first started my first job out of college, he brought me to the parkway and said, this is where everybody who's somebody lives. And, you know, showed me like the old Utica. Um and then we drove downtown, and there really wasn't much going on at that point. This is about 2000, 2001. Yep. Um, a little bit uh, of light is finally showing. And for the past couple of nights, we've been open at night at Chef's Express to help support the Willy Wonka production okay. with the Stanley in a partnership. Great. Yeah, great. And it's been great to see the foot traffic, Yeah. especially the smiles on the little kids' faces right. as they came into the bakery to get their special brownie that was given to all ticket holders. Right. Um, But it's been really cool to sit in Chef's Express day or night and watch the city kind of start to come back alive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that's positive right. stuff that you can see. That's right. Just, just with that, I think. I think so. it's, it's such a wonderful opportunity for us. Um, you know, right here in the corridor, Genesee Street, um, we are excited about the spring and the summer. Mm-hmm. So we can, you know, start to be outside and have some tables outside. Yes. And, you know, it, it's, and again, it's just such a win-win for everybody uh, in the community. I, I just wanted to ask a little bit um question i know in the past i've i think we've we've talked about this and um and just curious about your perspective one of the groups i know that you have championed in the past is veterans are there gaps in services that you've seen here in the region um and where you know where agencies and businesses could work together to provide support for these well, i think one of the one of the biggest gaps and i don't know if it's the services are there 
Right. Okay. And the gap is trying to get the information to the vets on where to find what they need. Sure. That's okay. one of the biggest, mm-hmm. biggest situations. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we have 211 now. Mm-hmm. out there and that's yep. been a, a a huge i guess we can call it the clearing house and trying to find people help that they need when they call looking for it mm-hmm. but that's that's probably been one of the biggest thing for the vets is try to find you know when, when they got a situation and they, or they need some help or or just information all together uh you know when they call the office you know we 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 we're very fortunate that, you know, we, we do a lot with the vets and we get a good list of where to go find help. But that's mm-hmm. one of the big things is just trying to help them to help them find the help that they are asking for. Sure. Right. Um, is there an employment um, need or, or sort of a wraparound services to help with support employment, um, you know, in this area that you've seen at all? You want to clarify that a little bit yeah, more? Yeah, so, no, okay. I just wonder if um, if there's, you know, is there jobs that um, there might be out there for vets? Well, there's jobs right now. Uh, there's Yes, there's jobs you know? for vets. There's jobs for everyone out there. This right. is the first time I know in my lifetime that we can drive down the road and you see help wanted signs everywhere. Sure. Right, right. I guess what I would wonder, on the, you know, that triggers me, Karen, is mm-hmm. are there barriers to to veterans finding employment? Are there skills that they're lacking? Or is it, again, here's the vet, here's the information, and how do we get it to them that mm-hmm. there's jobs? Because to your point before, recruitment and retention is a challenge in the DSP workforce. A veteran might be a wonderful person to fill that void, but are we getting our information to them? Well, bring the information to us, and we'll see if we can uh, we can right. get it out to a lot of the uh, uh, American Legion Post uh, to any uh, veterans groups out there. We'll we'll do all we can to try to get that mm-hmm. word out. Okay. But that's uh, that's we we've identified a problem mm-hmm. right here. And uh, I'm an engineer, and we're going to do a root cause analysis and a corrective action plan on it. <laughs> so that's that's one. Mm-hmm. But but the jobs are there. Um, you know, it's life has changed in the area. Uh, a lot of the veterans don't don't really uh, that I can see. And this is one of the big big things that we hear from the uh, from the legions and the VFWs uh, and the veterans uh, organizations is um, a lot of the younger vets don't go to these to the legions or or whatever uh, for mm-hmm. social mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of help there before. Sure. Um, it's interesting. It, it seems to be a different, uh, What th- this is just my observation. Yeah. I don't know if this is uh, uh, correct or not, but, um, you know, they don't reach out like they, they did before. It, it, it's a new, uh, a new a gener- type of veteran. Generational yes. sort it's of a, Or it's a different way to reach out, right, through social well, media. social media. We all use our you know? phones. So if, you know, anybody walks down the road, right. they're on their phone, uh, you know, we can get that information out somehow. Uh, uh, Facebook, we were talking about that earl- yep. earlier. Yeah. Things like that. Interesting. Well, you know, I would, I'm fascinated. You talk about getting information out. Can you talk a little bit about what is the day in the life in your role? The day in the life in my role? Well, the day <laughs> never, never ends. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful. I have great staff. Uh, they make my life a lot easier, but the day in the life, uh, after having COVID and y'all know I have, I've had mm-hmm. COVID, uh, right now I work out seven days a week, so wow. I get up and I get my 10,000 steps in before mm-hmm. I get in the car and head down to Albany or mm-hmm. or we go into office or, or have any meetings. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it starts for me. But uh, 
But, um, you know, they, people, a lot of people have said this is a part-time job. This is more than a full-time job. Sure. Uh, so, you know, there's meetings. There's, uh, you know, things have changed since COVID. There's a lot of Zoom calls, so we can have a lot more meetings now. And, you know, meetings just aren't uh, good to have meetings. We want to get things done. Uh, the world's starting to wake up again. Sure. Uh, people may say this is a, a great glamorous job, but... Uh, uh, you may see us sitting in a friendlies at 11 o'clock eating, uh, I used to eat a greasy piece of pizza, but trying <laughs> to eat a salad now, Yeah. Uh, you know, with a suit on. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we spend a lot of time at uh, traveling. My district goes, my old, my district I presently serve in goes from here to Orange County, so it's wow. three hours and 14 minutes. That's so you a spend lot of a, windshield time. A lot of windshield time, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things can get done, you know, with, with windshield time. Sure. A lot of phone calls. Um I always have a staff member with me so we can uh, get things out. There's always a laptop going, mm -hmm. maybe, because mm -hmm. there's broadband situations all over New York sure. State, uh, especially my district. Uh, you, mm. know, it, you know, that's, broadband is something I hear over and over and over again, and it seems like it's a really tough nut to crack. What do you see as the biggest challenges towards expanding broadband access? And I know that's a little off point, but um, it's an interesting and fascinating... Uh, well... <laughs> If you think, let's put ourselves back 1935, 1948. We were talking about Genesee Street back mm -hmm. a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk back before any of us were here. Um, it was rural electrification mm -hmm. in upstate New York. A lot of the communities around here didn't receive electricity. And I know I have some of them in, some of them in Otsego County right now in, until 1948. Wow. So the, the same situation was happening Back in the 40s? Sure. That's happening right now, with, and I compared a lot to the rural electrification back in the 40s. But, but, but one of the big things is technology is uh, changing so, so quickly with broadband that, you know, we got to make sure that we can put enough money in the right service to get it to all the residents. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the services we put out there, you know, we're trying to reach as many as we can, but we got to make sure that the high-speed broadband and, and the capabilities are there. So we need to do that. There's There needs to be a lot of money yep. put at this, and it's it's got to happen. I, you know, especially through my district now, You there's no cell phone coverage in a lot of it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's right. issues There's issues there. And yep. people, you know, we, right, right here in Utica, we don't have that. But right here in Utica, we're starting to have issues with 5G because oh, okay. the technology is moving so quickly. And we, we haven't kept up with the uh, infrastructure to to receive the technology there. Interesting. But, but the, you know, the governor put in the budget this year, which I was very happy that, you know, there's uh, there's money for broadband studies and initiative to, to push out more and, you know, try to connect that mm -hmm. last mile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are with it right now. But we really need to uh, work with our federal representatives to uh, make more money available to uh, to upstate New York and uh, throughout the country altogether. Absolutely. And that'll help get the word out to the veterans groups and right. in, you right. know, in, in, in what we're trying to do here can get that out too. Mm -hmm. I think you know and you might recall that we had um, uh, about a million five uh, grants federal and state that we got for telehealth some years ago we were able to get telehealth in all of our locations we got um teledocs uh you know uh, up and running um about three months before COVID hit and we were so grateful Thank to God. our support of our 
you know, legislators and people who really wrote the letters, like yourself, and just because we um, were well prepared to make sure that people that we support um, and uh, the staff in the houses had access to um, to care because mm-hmm. there well, was... that's a good thing because COVID has exposed a lot of weaknesses we have out here. Mm-hmm. Yes, and with your foresight into this, it, it helped bridge a gap through the right. through the pandemic. Right. So we were very fortunate. And again, an- another thank you to you. Yeah, um, it was so wonderful. Lightning round. Lightning round. <laughs> Although I do have one addition to the lightning round, and I apologize, but uh, you mentioned a couple times that you're an engineer by trade. How has that helped you in your new in your current role as an assemblyman? Well, I think you heard me say earlier we uh, we do a root cause analysis and the corrective action plan. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things I had to learn uh, I had to learn as an engineer was to listen. We got to listen and identify the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of government officials like to talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of times I can be quiet and I just I, and down in Albany and I listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really that's really helped me there. That's the problem solving, you know. My father was an engineer, um, and uh, so the problem solving, the being able to look at the systems and how things work together, and how you can make some improvements and you tinker with that, tinker with that. I think yep. it's such a great role, you know. Well, one of the big things is uh, uh, milestones and deadlines. Now, I first went yeah. to Albany. One of the uh, <laughs> other members asked me what I did, and I told him I was an engineer, and they said to me. Uh, I don't think you're going to fit very well here. Yeah, and I said, why is that? You know? Very frustrating. And uh, they said, well, you know, you, you guys think a little bit different. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, so we have goals and we have milestones. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we have a lot of these, uh, uh, I try to put together a lot of ra- uh, roundtable discussions mm-hmm. and uh, we, we talk about meetings. But the big thing we try to identify during these meetings is the people who are going to be the doers. Right. And go out there and get the job done. Okay, we're there for to do, but we're here for support. So that's one of the big things. You know, we identify who's going to be out there in the community who's going to take it from here. We'll support what you need, like you guys. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys are the doers, mm-hmm. right? And we're here for support. Right. That's a lovely way to put that. I really like that. That's really interesting. How about uh, what's your favorite place in New York State to visit, and why? I was very fortunate to. Uh, have this 101st Assembly District. I got to see a lot of places that I would have never been able to see. Uh, one of the most, one of the best places to see right here in New York State. I'm an Adirondack 46er. I've, oh, really? I've, I spent a lot of time wow. in the Adirondacks. Congratulations. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the Catskills right now. I think one of the mm-hmm. best places, uh, you know, I, last October, my son and I got to play hooky from high school. <laughs> Went up and climbed Blue Mountain. Oh, nice. And, uh, really nice. We sat, in, mm-hmm. sat in the fire tower and looked around. That's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite places, but favorite place is home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Home is the best. You know what? We live in such a beautiful region. You're right. So to have your district centered around this, I mean, I know I'm biased, but Central New York, I, I can't be beat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get any better than this. Mm-hmm. No, it, it really doesn't. Um, what advice, aside from starting off as an engineer, would you give to someone who wants to go into service such as yourself or a political career? What advice? Uh, go slow. Take your time. Learn what you have to do. Talk to people. Be observant. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one thing you have to have, you have to uh, you have to care, and you want to be uh, you want to be able to help and make a difference. I always tell everybody, I'll stay here as long as I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. 
the day I, I can't is the day I'll leave and you don't have to reelect me. Sure. So I guess that's the big thing. If you want to make a difference, just think your way through it and be logical. Sure. Methodical and objective and all those wonderful things. I think that's fantastic. Assemblyman Miller, thank you so much. This has been so interesting for me. Yes, thank you so much. This is great. I mean, it, it was uh, very helpful for us to just sort of reconnect, I think, and just uh, mm -hmm. talk about what's happening in um, the advocacy world on our side, how things are going um, in your district, and, you know, just again, an opportunity to thank you for all your, you have done for us. Well, thank you. But I think some of the public should go see what is happening here. Absolutely. Yes. I think they really need need to uh need to see that you know absolutely i was, I was really lucky that uh, there was a uh in sequite there's a a family who has somebody that's a, a person of the ark mm -hmm. and i had the opportunity for the last 30 years to be very involved with them one coaching some of the family's sons and uh two uh talking about is issues that their other son had Getting transportation to sure. come to work. That's sure. right. So there's right. always, you know, people are mm -hmm. out there and they're always talking to us. But go, mm -hmm. let's go see what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. W wonderful uh, words of wisdom. That's I work with our foundation board, and that's one of our big goals is really advocating for, you know, the agency in terms of painting that clearer picture to the public of what it is we do because it's the arc is very dynamic. It's very exciting, and we're really becoming much more innovative. Chefs Express, Marcy are great examples of that. Um, and I don't think people really realize just how all-encompassing our service Nickelback. profile is. Nickelback, Nickelback, our redemption center. Nickelback, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, if whoever has an in-ground pool down in uh, down in Oneana, uh, that blue uh, tube that goes in the filter to, for closing is built down there. Really? Oh, that's the, cool. At the uh, facility. Wow. So Neat. there's things that you're using that yeah. come from. Right, right, that are yeah. touched by hands of people from that's the right. ark yeah that's awesome well on that note assemblyman miller thank you so much again for your time today we really appreciate it absolutely thank you again thanks for having me disclaimer the views ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the individuals involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of the ark oneida lewis chapter the ark new york or any other agency organization employer or company